Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. New Year's Day is coming up, and the celebration in downtown New Orleans is going to be insane, as it always is, and the fireworks display every year. It gets better, and it's expected to be even better this year. We'll talk uh, with Debbie Bressler about that a little bit more uh, coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. It is a, I'm going to say it's kind of a cold. I mean, for, for this time of year, for us, even this time of year, it's kind of cold, and it's going to be really cold tonight. On the North Shore, South Shore, River Parishes, and it's going to be cold again uh, tomorrow. But then I think 65 New Year's Eve during the day and the low New Year's night on the South Shore is going to be 40. So I guess around midnight, I mean, I'm just guessing it might be, uh, I don't know, 50 degrees, something like that. And I don't think there's any rain expected, except some rain maybe on on Monday. So it looks like it's going to be a really nice New Year's Eve. Um, There are are a lot of people who just love to go out and celebrate New Year's Eve. Um, A lot of people stay home. And I don't, I think it was last year. I think last year I decided to to stay home. I I don't remember. Was it was it last year? Yeah, I f- I, that rings a bell. To I think me. it was last year. I, I think decided you stayed stay home. home last year. But it wasn't just because like you know, I don't want. I, maybe you were you a little under the weather, or you had something going on the next day that you wanted to be prepared for. I or? don't I don't remember any of that. But I just I you know I remember like enjoying taking the break from going downtown yes. and being part of the insanity yes. Yes. because it's an effort. Yeah, I mean it's fun, and I I do it every year. But last year I just I took a break, and the fireworks that I saw from from my apartment balcony at West End. That's right. I those fireworks yeah. went, they went off. I mean it was like being downtown. I could not believe that there were so many private fireworks displays. I mean like really good stuff, and I did a, a live Facebook uh, post on that at midnight. I think I did a live countdown to, to midnight. Yeah, I think I put on a sparkly jacket and and, and just did a live thing from my. <laughs> That's right, I remember that. Champagne with yeah. live thing from my balcony, mm, all alone. Boy, that was fun. Mm-hmm. No, it really was. No, it was nice to, to take that break. And you know, even if I go out, I will spend time watching um, CNN because I love Andy Cohen and Anderson Cooper together. They're great. They are so They're fun. Funny. I'm so glad they got rid of Kathy Griffin. Yeah, I don't miss her. No, she was just poisonous, toxic. She. I don't know what it is about her, but it's like nails on a blackboard. I don't need no, her. Man, I don't like, think she's that funny. That's that's that was part of the whole shtick with Kathy Griffin from the jump, and I, I don't I don't think that she's necessarily like an unfunny person, but her role in her show business career was to be grating and brassy and obnoxious and in your face. Like every time she was on TV, you remember she was on Seinfeld. Yes, Yeah. I remember that is the kind of, she got kind of typecast in that, in that role to be like, Oh, here's this kind of cheeky, snotty woman. Who's a little bit obnoxious, but we keep her around because she's, she's good at TV. I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't need that on my TV. I don't yeah. need that in my New Year's Eve coverage. I don't miss Kathy. Griffin I don't need that in my apartment. No. So uh, yeah, I'm glad that she she's gone. And then last year wasn't last year because after Don Lemon and and, and there was a lot Don of drinking. It was a lot of drinking going on on CNN. That yeah, last man. year was the year that they said no drinking. No more drinking. Yeah, which is and it made it less fun to watch. It did. Yeah. 
I remember uh, seeing Don Lemon down on Frenchman Street a couple years ago. Oh, it was Don Lemon and, oh, what was that other? Oh, she was a hottie. Uh, um, she ended up meeting uh, somebody here, and she Brooke ended Baldwin. up getting married. Brooke, Brooke Baldwin. Yes. Yeah, I Brooke can't Baldwin. believe I forgot that because I know a person from here that dated Brooke Baldwin. CNN anchor Brooke Baldwin really? dated a close friend of mine wow. for a not insignificant amount of time. And she broke it off at the end because my friend, God bless him, you know, maybe not a not a good match for like a you know high flying CNN person. Yeah, but uh, yeah, Brooke Baldwin. Oh, she's cute. She was cute. She was very cute. She's not on CNN anymore, so I don't know what happened. Maybe she went on to, to something uh, even better. I, I I don't know. But anyway, there was a lot of drinking going on, and Anderson. Cooper, I just you know I would love seeing Anderson Cooper take shots of stuff that he'd never taken a <laughs> shot of before. Like I remember the first time he did Jägermeister, and why is it that we all make that face when we do a shot of Jägermeister? We all make the face, and it's a face that makes it seem like, why would you ever want to drink that? Why am I doing this? And you make the same face when you do it. You know who loves Jaeger? Uh, Coleman. Coleman. Yes, yeah. he does. I, I, you know, I took Coleman out for his first Sazerac sometime a couple months ago. We're sitting at the bar just enjoying a conversation. He's having his first ever Sazerac, and I was like, man, for somebody who talks about partying as much as you do, it's... I don't know. I'm not trying to criticize you. I'm not passing judgment. But it's odd to me that, like, you don't ever have, like, mixed drinks like this, like cocktails. And he said, man, all I want to do, Ian, is drink Jaeger and beer. And wow. that's fine. I got no issue with that. But I'm just surprised. Isn't it a, a Jaeger bomb if you drop the shot of Jägermeister in the glass of beer? Yeah, you fill up, like, a it's pint a glass bomb. with some kind of beer. And then you, you can either drop it in there. Or what's really fun, and I haven't done this in a long time, is take a couple straws or chopsticks and put them across the top of the pint glass so it makes like a little shelf. Right. And then you put the shot glass on top of that, and then you... you and then it drops you bang in. the thing, and yeah. then it drops in. That's more fun. You can yeah. do a sake bomb or a Jaeger bomb or a I have seen bomb. that happen. Yeah. yeah, those are good fun. All right, so uh, I guess tomorrow we should uh, talk about uh, drinking and hangover cures and also talk about drinking and driving. I'm sure... Uber and Lyft are going to be mega expensive New Year's Eve. Oh boy. But look, it's it's worth it because the the price is based on demand and there's going to be a lot of demand. And I don't think Uber and Lyft have really put taxi cabs out of business. I think a lot of people who never took taxi cabs are now taking Uber and Lyft. Yeah, I think that's exactly right. You still see a lot of taxis out there. And and Uber and Lyft now are both making a pretty uh, concerted effort in their marketing to get people to schedule rides ahead of time. So, like, if you're flying to the airport, you know, next Wednesday, you can order that ride right now. And I don't know if it's cheaper or more expensive or whatever, but I bet if you, gentle listener, are thinking about taking an Uber or a Lyft on Sunday night, go ahead and try and order it now and see what the price is like. Because I, I bet you it's going to be cheaper than it would be if you're just stumbling around on Canal Street at 115 on Sunday night trying to find a ride. Try that. Try but, scheduling but of course, New Year's Eve, there's no way of scheduling anything in advance because you know where the hell you are or where you're going. I mean, yeah, you have to really have your stuff together to be like, okay, let's get over to the corner of you know, Rampart and Canal so yeah. we can get picked up easy. And just a reminder for those of you who are going to take Uber and Lyft, there is a cleanup charge of about 100 bucks <laughs> if, you, if you throw up in the car. I thankfully have never had to pay that. Yeah. Um, I don't even remember... The, God, I shouldn't even say this because it's such a violent bodily reaction, but uh, I, I don't remember the last time I threw up. No? I mean, I used to. Well, that's good. Yeah, it's really good. 
not even just from excess drinking, but just like from being sick or having a stomach bug? Or yeah, I mean, the last time I guess was a stomach bug, but it's been a long, long time since I threw up because of uh, because of drinking. Wow, you're, I mean, well, you know, look, you're not missing anything. No, I know I'm not, and it's just a, such a horrible, horrible thing. I mean, it was bad then, and and I, I guess as you as you as you you know, get a little bit more mature, it gets even it gets even worse. Hey, let's do a couple of quick texts before we get to a break. I am going to do kind of a grab bag here before we move on. I'll start with Baby It's Cold Outside, which we played uh, in one of the last segments in the last hour. This text says, I don't think the song Baby It's Cold Outside is a song about date rape. I think it's just a song about a boy trying to talk a girl into some alone time. Yeah. He's not forcing himself on her. Traditionally, it's always been the boy's responsibility to initiate physical intimacy and the girl's right to accept it. Yeah, and you know, I, I'm ready for that thing to just go out the window. Yeah, you know, that's that's I, I, it's kind of gone. It's, of it's not that way. It's not that way anymore. But I, I was glad that that was kind of uh, kind of gone. Um, yeah, I know the the song is not a, a date rape song, and I, I I just said, well, the guy is kind of a uh, kind of insistent and aggressive in the the words that he's using, but it is not a song about date rape because he does give her a choice. I sure feel bad for all the young men over the generations who got themselves into a lot of trouble by thinking it not only was their right but yeah. their responsibility to initiate physical yeah. intimacy yeah. like we're not we're not doing that anymore i did a show on uh, on daybreak in the early 90s when i was on wwl and the research uh, that i i got showed that um that men that that males thought that they were entitled to sex mm -hmm. if they spent six dollars or more on a woman <laughs> wow yeah oh god times sure do change uh here's a text about our sota person of the year it says lee zurich of fox 8 news should be one of the candidates for person of the year because he's the one that did all the investigations into the mayor of new orleans latoya cantrell plus cantrell's booty guard he also went after the coroner in St. Tammany Parish, then went after the mayor of Lafitte for fraudulent conduct. Without him, nobody would be talking about Contrell's booty guard. He shouldn't get the reward, but he deserves a mention. Yeah, we'll mention it. We'll put him on the list. I'm putting him on the list. On the list. And I'm going to leave you with this one. We talked in the last hour about this California law about gender-neutral toys. Text says, board games, sports equipment, video games, stuffed animals can all be boy or girl. Think about it. Target already had a gender neutral section. It's called the board game section. <laughs> to me, this whole law is yeah. stupid. I agree with you. It is stupid. All right. If you want to join us with a comment this afternoon, the Oakland Jewelers Talk and Text Line is 504-260-1870. I'm Scoot on the air. And, you know, just uh, great to be with you again as we come to the uh, the end of this year. Um, no surprise that one of the top songs of the year. In fact, she had several top songs in the year. This was one of the top songs of 2023. Taylor Swift. Is it over now? Slaps. She is. Uh, she's quite a phenomenon. You Taylor know what's Swift, a little bit weird? Right. This is from 1989, which is an album that she put out almost six years ago, but they reissued it this year. You know, everything's like Taylor's version when she re-recorded a bunch of stuff that she had done previously. A song that she wrote and recorded six years ago is one of the top songs of 2023. She can do anything. Yes, she can. She <laughs> uh, she was, and she was uh, Time Magazine's Person of the Year, and I don't think there's any argument there. I'm Scoot on the air. We'll be right back on WWL. 
baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. This song is for those of you who had a really tough 2023 and you're so looking forward to a fresh new beginning of 2024. And if you're looking for that ordinary world, hopefully you get it back in 2024. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. Of course, you know, New Year's Eve is one of the great moments to be in downtown New Orleans in the French Quarter and along the river. And Debbie Bressler is with the Crescent City Countdown Club. She joins us live on WWL. Debbie, good afternoon. Hey, Scoot, that was a wonderful lead-in. I'll have to go listen to that song. Thanks. So. Oh, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a very um, a very reflective song about uh, going through tough times. And uh, when I talked to Simon LeBon about it, he said that it was reflective of uh, what Duran Duran had gone through as a band, and it was this new mature band that they had become and all that they'd gone through that made them who they were at the time. Well, that was really great. Okay, so look, let's talk about 4th of July. I'm sorry. We talk about 4th of July. It's now time to talk about New Year's Eve. I love talking to you during these times because, look, the, the fireworks display, the fireworks display on the river is sensational. They really are beautiful. You have all the qualities that you can't get on land because it's reflecting on the water. The sound is reverberating against the buildings. It's just gorgeous. It's just really beautiful and powerful, and there's music that's choreographed to the fireworks that they can get on the www.com uh, and hear it stream live. It's just, um, it's beautiful. Yeah, and it's going to stream it live is. on WWL Radio Facebook page, so you'll be able to, to, to yes. see it there. Mm-hmm. Debbie, one thing mm-hmm. that I always love about New Year's Eve is the, the moment that, that midnight comes, the moment that the, the beginning of the new year happens, wherever you are, and I see it along the river when the fireworks um, go off and the fuerteli drops, I see strangers turning to each other and wishing each other Happy uh-huh. New Year. And it's this collective moment where nobody cares who's a Republican, who's a Democrat, who's white, who's black, who's Hispanic, who's Muslim, who's Catholic, who's Jew, Jewish. It, it doesn't really uh-huh. it doesn't matter. It's people just come together as one and celebrate that moment. Oh, absolutely. And I find that the fireworks will go off for that second. Then I turn around to look at the people yeah. and almost have arms around myself. It's just such a good feeling of unity that we 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 pray for yes, you know it is it really does feel good so tell mm-hmm. us about tell us about this year i mean the all-state sugar bowl is here i mean this is a great game i mean number two washington number three texas this is going to be an awesome sugar bowl no it really is going to be fabulous and of course it is at midnight and we have the Florida de lee drop which is great that that has come to us from new orleans and company and have really made all of it come together. You come down early on New Year's Eve Day, 2.30, as the All-State Sugar Bowl parade through the French Quarter, and then go and enjoy our wonderful city and all we have to offer leading up to the fleur-de-lis drop on top of Jack's condominiums. And, of course, at midnight, a barrage of fireworks is going to light up the sky over the Mississippi, and it will be 2024. It seems like the fireworks display gets better every year. Oh, I hope so. You know how hard we try every year and how many things we've gone through when we think about it from, I mean, COVID was one of them, September 11th. We've had so many things that we've gone through and we seem to just keep making it happen. And it's all truly, um, we couldn't do it without the dedicated sponsors that we have, the Mayor's Office of Cultural Economy, the New Orleans Tourism and Cultural Fund, 
and so many more that I'd love to say. It is just we're very fortunate. Well, New Orleans and Company and the Allstate Sugar Bowl and the Burger and uh, mm-hmm. Tiller families and the French Quarter Festivals mm-hmm. Incorporated and J&M Displays. Those are among the, the sponsors as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, we're very excited. What, mm-hmm. what I notice every year, the technology of the fireworks seems to become more intricate. And I see things like each year that I, I haven't seen before. I don't know if that's going to happen again this year. But if you haven't seen fireworks mm-hmm. in a few years, notice the, n- notice some of the differences that, that uh, are, are happening because it's, it's things exploding inside of things. And I, don't, mm-hmm. I have no concept mm-hmm. of how that technology works, but it's, it's a visual, uh, it's a visual um, paradise. And you're so right. And every year, you know, Brandon Spear, David Spear will throw in something new for us to see. I think one year we had the dancing stars that poured off the barge. Yes. Literally yes. bounced off the water. So there's always surprises. There are always new shells. And we're most grateful that we have a show with the 10 inch shells and how, you know, thousand. You know, foot span over the mighty Mississippi. I mean, it's it's absolutely extraordinary. And let's talk about the admission to to watch the fireworks along the river. Free. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is free. And everybody can be there and be there together and have their eyes focused to the sky and really just be together. It, it's it's actually wonderful. You can have a great everyone says where's the best seat? Anywhere along the historic riverfront on the east and west banks from the Hilton, New Orleans Riverside to Crescent Park, you will be able to see and watch and it it will just it's fabulous. Yeah, it really <laughs> is. I know it's gonna be another great year and you know, we had that little interruption with uh, with COVID, but, uh, you know, things are just, it, you know, when, when we were going through COVID, we, I knew we would get out of it. I didn't know exactly how or when, but we did get out of it. And that's the important thing to remember when we go through a, right. a, a tough time mm-hmm. is that, you know, you, you can't mm-hmm. define the rest of your life by that tough time because we're going to get over that. We're going to get through that. And that is behind us. And if we have another, God forbid, if we have another thing to go through, we'll go through it and it will be over and we'll be on, we'll be beyond that as well. Absolutely. We are a very resilient city, and that is where the Fleur-de-Lis came from. Remember, right after Katrina, we had a gumbo pot, and it wobbled, and <laughs> we ended up creating, you know, someone local here who worked at the Jack's Condominiums created the Fleur-de-Lis that we used, and it was just wonderful. In fact, it's still, we've got to go get it and move it. Where but is it? We, we just keep, it's stored in the old wax museum. I think Earl wow. Weber owns it, and we're trying to get it out. And, and talking about Earl, he's the one who called me and said, what's going on with the Fleur-de-Lis drop? And I texted that their sponsorship wasn't enough to support it. He says, I'm going to make it happen. And we hooked him up with Mark Romick, who got him with Kevin Ferguson at New Wellington Company, and they did it. This is the resilience. It's just People want it, and they help to bring it back and support it. And we're very grateful because it all goes together. The fleur de drops, and the fireworks start. And you've got, as you said, the sugar bowl in town, too. So you've yeah. got it all. All so, right, Debbie, always great to talk to you, especially at these exciting times when uh, there's a fireworks display going on. And I hope to see you over the new year. Me, too. Thanks so much. All right. Happy tw- 2024. Yeah, same Bye-bye. for you. That's uh, Debbie Bressler, and she is with the uh, Crescent City Countdown Club and always does a great job of organizing all of this. I mean, she does a lot of work. There are other people involved, but Debbie Bressler does a, a lot of work to, to put this together. All right, so um, one of the least productive Congresses in modern history just punished some of their own members, but they also passed a few laws um, but they left a, a, a long list of things to still do in 2024. 
The House will be in order. With Republicans taking the House majority, the 118th Congress started with a spectacle. The House of Representatives failed to organize on opening day. It took 15 rounds to elect House Speaker Kevin McCarthy. That was easy, huh? <laughs> it was 10 months before he was ousted, driven out by more conservative members, in part for supporting a resolution to keep the government's finances afloat. I think we're in a really bad place for how we're going to run Congress. After three weeks of contention, Mike Johnson of Louisiana won the gavel. The People's House is back in business. The Senate and Minority Leader Mitch McConnell seemed frozen too at times. And a string of... Uh... And we lost longtime liberal and feminist leader Senator Dianne Feinstein of California. We lost a giant in the Senate. Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville held the Defense Department hostage, blocking the promotions of hundreds of military officers, finally relenting just before the holiday break. The lawmakers did punish their own colleagues with censures and expulsion. I would have done a lot of things different. As wars rage abroad, Congress failed to approve more aid for Ukraine, but managed to launch an impeachment inquiry into President Biden. Dozens of lawmakers joined Kevin McCarthy and one-time interim speaker Patrick McHenry in heading for the exits. With 27 bills and resolutions signed into law, it's been among the most do-nothing sessions of Congress in recent times. Jennifer King, Washington. Here is a quote from the coach. I understand all the speculation and everything that surrounds a move like that. And I can tell you we're desperately trying to win. And that was a head coach talking about benching his starting quarterback. We'll talk more about that when we come back. All right, we're coming to the end of 2023. And uh, coming up uh, right before the end of the show, we're going to play Rolling Stone Magazine's ranking of the, the, the number one song of the year. And I'm really kind of amazed that this song is the number one song of the year, but we're going to play it at the end of the show. And uh, Happy New Year from all of us at WWL. It's been a long December. We're coming to the end of the month and the beginning of the new year. It's Counting Crows, a long December. I'm Scoot on the air. Glad you're with us. It is a, a very cool Thursday. And if you're still working, uh, you're among the few. Uh, and even more people are going to be taking off tomorrow. There are a lot of new people in town. We welcome everybody who is in town or traveling into the city. I'm uh, glad you found our show here on WWL. Uh, we're going to go to Ian Hoke uh, for a couple of text messages here in just a moment. So during that last commercial break, I learned something. Diamonds have shrinkage, too. Hey, it happens to everybody, man. You know, when you go in the pool, you're wearing a diamond, you know. There's nothing to be ashamed about. I know, okay. There's, there, they got, there's, right after that commercial, there was a commercial that'll help you out, man. But I don't, I don't want people to judge the size of my diamond right when I get out of the pool. Hey, man, it's not the size of the diamond. It's what you yeah. do with it. Okay, I understand. Well, that's what hey, I heard. Hey, listen, there's, there's some, New Louisiana laws going into effect January 1st. They're, they're not really exciting. Um, one of them prohibits, I mean, this is kind of significant. One of them, in fact, it is significant. One of them prohibits certain procedures to alter the sex of a minor child. And, you know, I think that's a good idea. Um, eliminates the minimum child support award in child support guidelines. And, you know, the rest of them deal with um, taxes and the debt and I, really not very exciting. Also, I'm looking at the 22 states that are going to raise the minimum wage January 1st. And Louisiana is nowhere on the list. California is raising the minimum wage to fifteen fifty an hour. Colorado thirteen sixty five an hour. Connecticut fifteen dollars an hour. Hawaii twelve dollars an hour. Illinois thirteen dollars an hour. You know, I I hear people like you know freak out over the raising of the the minimum wage, and okay, 
I get it. You know, you're 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 a small business owner, and and you're upset because if you raise the minimum wage, and it's going to raise your your cost of things. But wasn't it in 2009 that we raised the minimum wage to seven? What is it? Seven twenty-five. I think that's the minimum wage. Is I think it's seven twenty-five. You know, we survived that. I mean, we we did that in in 2009, and so it would be interesting to go back and i don't have the time time to do it right now but it'd be interesting to go back and, and see and see what happened what the economy was like in um 2010 and and 2011 because we've raised the federal minimum wage before it's been a long time but it's been done it's been done over the years i mean i remember my the minimum wage i started working for was a dollar 25 and man when i first started in radio uh, i was working for 2 dollars an hour doing a radio show on a Saturday morning in Mobile, Alabama. Hey, you got to start. Uh, you got to start somewhere. All right, Ian has got a couple of uh, texts for us. All right, so we were talking a little bit earlier about uh, the uh, the what do you call it? The Jaeger bombs and the like shot and beer combo. Soothsayer Sam is here today, and he says, "Didn't we call those boiler makers in old school language, or was that just a whiskey and a beer?" I don't know. That's just a whiskey and a beer. Like you can go to a bar and order. They, they'll usually have like a boiler maker menu where you really? get like tequila and tecate or like Jameson and you know I don't know Killian's Irish Red or something. You know they they have these little oh, sort I of see. combinations. You call that a boiler maker. Okay. If if you put the shot of alcohol into the beer, that's not a boiler maker. That's a some sort of bomb, a Jaeger bomb or. A, yeah, okay. uh, Irish car bomb or what, a sake bomb, one of those kind of bombs. So just in case there was any confusion about what a Boilermaker is. You know, there, there were drinks that, that I remember growing up with that you don't hear much about these days, like uh, Tom Collins and, uh, you know, Whiskey Sour and Harvey Wallbanger. Yep. A Harvey Wallbanger yeah, man. Was, a, was, a, was a big drink. And uh, I, I think it was uh, grapefruit juice and vodka and maybe a little Galliano? Uh Yes, Galliano. That's okay. exactly right. Okay. Yeah. I know this because I made a, a, a video years and years ago when I was working for a little website called NOLA Defender. I made a weird little video for and it's not important. We were talking also about Brooke Baldwin, the former yeah, yeah. CNN anchor yeah. who was here on New Year's Eve and then dated my friend and then kind of disappeared for a while. This texter says Brooke Baldwin is 44 years old now and married, but she just filed for divorce hmm. and appears that she stopped working when she got married, according to Wikipedia. Thank you, texter. I did a little bit more research here. According to Brooke Baldwin's LinkedIn page. Brooke is currently in development with a Los Angeles-based production company on a documentary series she is hoping to host and produce. She is also traveling to every NCAA championship this year, hired by Together and Buick to cultivate conversation about women's visibility in sports. She is also going to be the host of a reality show, a Netflix original reality show called The Trust, which debuts in January. It says... In this reality series, strangers compete to share a quarter of a million dollars. Will they split it evenly or cut each other out to raise their take? No wonder she got divorced. She doesn't have time for a husband. Yeah, she's too busy doing this crummy reality show yeah. for Netflix. Well, good luck, Brooke. Um, and I'll leave you with this one. We talked also about um, on New Year's Eve night, maybe you can save a little money on your ride share by ordering it ahead of time. Right. This texter says, when you schedule an Uber ahead of time, it is a lot more expensive just FYI. Oh, that's so nice to know. It's not going to be the normal price, 
but I bet you it's still going to be cheaper than you trying to schedule it on the fly when you're drunk and staggering around downtown on New Year's Eve. Don't All right, we're going to come back to uh, to wrap up the show, and we're going to wrap up the show with the number one song in the country. The number one song in the country, according to Rolling Stone magazine. I don't understand why this song is number one, but we're going to play it next on WWL. Buenas tardes, me llamo es Scoot on the Air. Estoy es la concion del año. Ella bela sola con Eslavan Armado y Peso Pluma. According to Rolling Stone magazine, this is the number one song of the year because Mexi- um, Musica Mexicana scaled new heights this year and the cultural phenomenon was impossible to ignore. And nothing captured it more than this song, Ella Bela Sola. Slaps. It is the La Concion del Año, the song of the year. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm a little surprised. There were a lot of great songs out this year. Nothing wrong with uh, Hispanic uh, lyrics. Nothing wrong with, with Spanish Tejano. lyrics. Nothing wrong with Hispanics, uh, Hispanic music. Uh, but I'm just surprised that this was the, the number one song of the year. But I've never heard this before in my me life. Me neither. You know, I listen to Top 40. I'm on TikTok. I've did, never heard this damn song. Did they play this on B97? I don't think so. Anyway, it was the number one song of the year in 2023. All right. A sports talk is coming up next with Mike Dettelier and Steve Geller. And uh, they've got a lot to talk about coming up. Uh, the Sugar Bowl and the Saints and all that. I want to thank uh, Program Director, Brand Manager, Diane Newman, Market Manager, Kevin Cassidy, Assistant Program Director, Brand Manager, Senior Producer of School on the Air, Ian Hoke. News anchor Chris Miller, traffic with Dave Brandon. And as always, I thank you for being part of the show. Happy New Year. Happy Kwanzaa. I'm Scoot. Have a great afternoon. Love you, New Orleans. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.